0: This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. Activated.
1: Activated. Activated. activated.
0: Download initiated. Initiation.
1: Your quantum journey, a transformation, begins in three, two, 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 1. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, I'm Rob Actis, best-selling author of The Law of Action, voice actor, business mindset coach, the podcast whisperer, and Mr. Action himself here at Life Transformation Radio. We are committed to share more about real life, love, the power of positivity, romance, and, of course, laughter. We care about helping others find their internal drive and purpose. We celebrate life's challenges and of course, overcoming them. On the show, my guests are amazing people who are forces for the good in the world around them and live a life of transformation. And my guest today does just that. Today, Marriott Frey and I discuss how important it is to take time to listen to your own body to make sure you're taking care of what it needs. So if you wanna to learn to listen to your body more and understand that you need to pay attention when the universe is trying to get your attention, this is the show for you. She is a moving coach. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Which combines her experience as a certified life coach, certified professional organizer, and personal finance coach, and moved 18 times in the last 22 years, five times across the country, and she helps people make smarter moves when pursuing their dreams. Mariette, welcome to Life Transformation Radio.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Absolutely. So, first of all, Glad to have you here and I'm really excited about this because I've never met a moving coach. And I think that moving is one of the most stressful times in anyone's life. And it's a, it's a very transformative period of your life because you're gonna, you're gonna declutter and get rid of a lot of stuff in your life and with stuff is energy.
0: Absolutely, tons of energy. Whether you're bringing it into a house, taking it away from a house, it's it is everywhere for sure.
1: Absolutely, and then you're also an organizer, which is also about moving energy, and then your personal finance coach, which is also about energy. So there's a lot of of movement in your world, and I think it's so important what you've created because so many people have heart attacks and strokes and commit suicide for moving clutter and finance. So I really think it's cool that you've combined those three together and created you as your moving finance and organizational coach.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it actually kind of stemmed from, um, being the coach that I wish I had when I was making some of those moves, because I grew up in a town just outside of Chicago that had kind of a, we had kind of a rubber band radius around my grandparents. I don't know if your family was like that. where like, everybody kind of stayed in the right, you know, in the same place. Nobody moved away. It was like blasphemy. If you were like, I'm going to move an hour away. They were like, what? You know, so we, we all just kind of stayed really tight. So I wanted to move to California and I moved, but I had no one to talk to about it. So, you know. This, wow. this kind of
1: was born. You created it. So, you know, they talk about the uh, shoemaker that doesn't take care of any good shoes or the web developer that has no website. And, you know, with all the things in life, it's all about paying attention to the little things. And in your instance, and it's happened to me as well, is that when you don't pay attention to the little bumps and nods by the universe that, you need to slow down. You need to regroup, reframe, re- rethink how you're living your life. It will give you just these little pats on the back and tap on the shoulder and then slap on the face and then a two by four <laughs> across your in forehead. the forehead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh. And that's really what happened to you.
0: Yeah. Ironically, I was working a full-time job, but I was also getting my coaching business off the ground. And in the middle of that, ironically, I was moving, right? This is what I do. I love moving. I built a house last year. So I had all these different things swirling. And hindsight- None of those things are
1: stressful. None none of those things are stressful.
0: No. Well, they say moving is stressful or is, is second only to divorce as far as stress goes. So that's like putting it in perspective. How yeah. stressful it can be, especially if- and if a full time job
1: is, you know, is is pretty darn stressful. In addition to being entrepreneurial and having that,
0: oh yeah, wow. and and throw travel. My my team covers four states, so I was on a plane as well. So I'm packing at night, you know, waking up in the morning, getting up really early, trying to like organize things. Like I said, move energy out. There was a lot of yeah. that needed to be moved out. Some was in a storage bin, uh, you know, down the streets. I mean, it was a mess. There was all kinds of stuff.
1: It's, 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 it's amazing to me how we tend to accumulate stuff and we haven't touched that stuff for years and we still won't let it go. And it's funny because. In pay to move it. And <laughs> pay to move it, which is crazy. But the funny thing is about that is that I had a long time ago, I had a very dear friend and she was from Australia and she moved here and. She could carry everything she owned in like a couple bags. And in the United States, we have storage everywhere. We're like one of the only countries in the world that has all this stuff. Oh, yeah. It's a very interesting condition for Americans because we're freaks. Other people don't do what we do in any way, shape or form.
0: Well, and, and the attachment that people have to certain things blows my mind too. And people will hire me to come out and transform their space, but they want they don't want to get rid of anything, you know, like, Oh, my aunt Mildred gave that to me. And I'm like, do you know where she got it? Is this a family heirloom or did she buy it at a garage sale? Didn't want it anymore and give it to you. Right. Yeah, You never know. It's crazy.
1: You know, I got COVID last year and I was laying in bed and I really thought I was going to die. I was there for, I was really sick. Um, and I get a blood clot at the same time. So I was really sick and I was down and I was thinking to myself at times, man, if I die and I got a 23 year old daughter and you, you know, you heard from a previous podcast and I'm thinking to myself, man, if I die and I leave my daughter with all this crap in the garage. What a, what a, what a shitty thing to do. And I'm like, so I purged, man. When I finally got well, it took, it took a couple months to get better. Um, and I've been, I'm still purging. It's been a year and I just keep, and I don't buy anything anymore. Just, I don't want anything. What right. you going for Christmas. Nothing.
0: Yeah. Experiences.
1: Yeah. I just want to deplete, 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 deplete. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want anything because it just sucks the life out of you.
0: Yeah, I call it the energy vampire because people will move; they'll purge all these things, and they move into a new house and they buy all new things, and so then they're like three, four years later when they move because the average person moves about eleven times, they say eleven point seven, which I don't know what constitutes as a 0.7 of a move, but I will say that even just two or three moves, you accumulate so much stuff, and then you end up throwing it into places that don't serve you, and then you walk into a room and you're like, oh, I can't stand this room. I don't know why though, you know, and it's just got yeah. stuff everywhere.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite fascinating and it does take its toll. Now we talk about transformation. So you have had transformation. We're going to talk about what just recently happened to you, but let's talk about how you got to where you are and the little transformations of your life to where you are today.
0: Yeah. Well, so I think, um, early on in the years, cause this, these 18 moves have come over 22 years. Right. Um, I think early on, I was just exploring the country. I, I wanted okay. to get out of Chicago. I wanted to explore something new. And instead of just visiting, I just moved there. Right. So I would, wow. we didn't have a ton on the internet at the time, not to age myself, but I mean, those, you know, travel blogs weren't around. There was a lot of things that you just kind of had to go there to see it.
1: So you have these, you have these things called those, paper maps. I know. Remember the maps or the I books? Still don't know how oh to use my one. God. Yeah, oh, I don't either. I, I, know. I we just we just went on a trip this weekend and I was so fascinated. It tells you the and I I'm just fascinated by technology. I love it, but I I tend to get down to the nitty-gritty. And I'm like, it's amazing to me how they know traffic alert up front, you know, yeah. five minute delay, and they know the exact time you're gonna get there, and it's just quite it's amazing because we didn't used to have that back in the olden days. Um, we had BAPS.
0: You had, a, you had to rely on like exit numbers. Like I couldn't tell you what exit number I live on now, you know, but but we knew I that know. back then. I it's know. crazy. I
1: know. So 18 times. So yeah. you started out. So where did they start from? From college? From?
0: Yep. So right after I graduated college, I went into corporate America like a lot of people do. And I was interviewing people at the time I was a recruiter and I was interviewing people west of the Mississippi. And we were trying to build a a field sales force. And I would talk to these people. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. That place sounds awesome. This place sounds awesome. And when I got to the San Diego uh, rep that I wanted to hire, I wanted that job because I wanted to move to San Diego and he just had the best book of business. And I was like, oh, that's killing me. I'm like, I've got to figure out, how to go there, you know, and how to, how to move there. So, um, I, I got really intentional about it and I had a lease that was coming up and I decided to move home, which was kind of against all the rules. Like when you're trying to be cool and just out of college, like you don't move back home. That was, you know, a faux pas. But Unless it's
1: 2022, so then everybody moves <laughs> everybody back everybody home. Lives exactly. home. I know.
0: I would exactly. love to go back home now and, and stop yeah. adulting. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it gets I, old so, after
1: a while, adulting is oh. just yeah, I know and you okay, got to
0: pivot with yeah. purpose and Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I know. Well, I mean, I think a lot of these early moves too, um, when I was transitioning, I was I was thinking that it was going to be a fresh start and I was going to be transforming and really it was just a transition because everywhere you go there you are, you know, like right. Exactly. It's it's funny but it's true because I don't know, you know, Whatever you haven't dealt with in your body, it will eventually come up, and you've you've experienced this with you know your yeah. health challenges. I certainly can talk more about my health challenges that I wasn't paying attention to, but that little nudge, that little pat on the back, that that quickly can escalate if you don't take care of it.
1: Probably. Yeah. So, so you got to San Diego, and then so tell me just the tra- the transformation that you uh, that occurred over over that time, and then we'll talk about. you're not paying attention.
0: Oh yeah. That's a big one. Um, so there were a couple different things. I ended up going back. So I left that company and I ended up going back to, um, like back to them in a different capacity, which was really cool. And we were building out this field, um, Salesforce, and I ended up having the opportunity to go to San Francisco. I never had been there either. I visited once and I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, that turned into moving to New York City with an opportunity. Then I moved back to Chicago for uh, an opportunity. So all of these different transformations uh, or transitions were really trying to take another job. And people would come to me and be like, "Gosh, how did you decide that? You know, how did you figure out whether you wanted to go?" And I was like, "I don't know. I just kind of looked at you know my finances, looked at the offers, looked at my you know my body and how I was feeling, and and all these things. And and little by little, I started coming up with like this." you know, like a, like a routine, like, okay, you tell me about the offer. Tell me if this makes sense. And then I'd go through my little checklist. I'm like, okay, how do I feel? Do I want to pack up all my stuff? Do I want it? Cause it really does become something that like you get used to, but moving sucks. Like it's, moving it sucks. never gets easier, even after 18 times, no. you know, no. it's just different. It's just a different experience each time with different obstacles and stuff. So I think really I got to a point where I was like, this is, this is silly. Like some of these moves have been stupid. They, they sounded great on paper, but it really wasn't until I took a step back and said, okay, what's my end game? Like, what do I really, really want out of life? And like, now I'm getting older, right? I, I don't have kids. I'm not married. I'm, I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, I need to figure this out because I can't set roots if I don't, if I don't ever set down, you know, settle down. Right. So that's, that's kind of where this all started. Uh, in, in my, uh, coaching practice. What was fun about it is that I did this infograph. Do you know what that is? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Like little, little map. And I was trying to map out all the places that I had lived. Um, and I kept hearing like that little voice saying like, Oh, you should put Charlotte on there. And I was like, Oh, weird. You know, my cousins live there. That's probably why I should put that on there. And then lo and behold, like not even joking, Rob, six months later, an opportunity came up in Charlotte and I was like, I got to take it. So
1: I did. So cool.
0: So So yeah. I was going to say listening to your body.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> what's amazing is that with that, with intention, you moved to all these places. And i was just curious, the different places you've moved to, did you know you were going to the next place or did you kind of like just intentionally move where you wanted to go?
0: Um, a little bit of both. I think that I, I'm really a big fan of the law of attraction. I I think we've talked about that before. And I think that when you put intentions out into the world, it's not your job to make them happen. It's the universe's job to make it happen. It's, it's, you know, whatever that energy is that says, you know what, this is your purpose. This is what you need to serve. This is your next move. But I think inherently you have to listen at some point to your body and to what the signs are telling you. Are you a big, like signs guy?
1: I am. So, you know, the the law of action, the book that I wrote is yeah. the missing link of the law of attraction because you just said something about the law of attraction. You just have to intentionalize it and don't do anything, but you have to be in motion. Right. You have to be in movement. You have to have momentum because you can want and dream and hope, but if you don't take one foot in front of the other and take action, it's not going
0: to happen. It's not going to happen. No, yeah. No. And I think that was some of the conversations I had, you know, like, yeah. what, what do you want to, what do you, where do you want to be? I wanted to be somewhere warm. What do you want to be doing? I want to be like serving people in a way that, you know, I wish I had somebody help me. What do you, you know, where do you see that going? I don't know we'll figure it out when we get there. But, but I kind of knew those things. And so when the opportunity came up, I, I kind of looked at everything that I typically look at and I was like, you know what? I can't see a reason not to go. And you know what? The other thing is, you know, you, you mentioned action. It was easy. Like, you know how, when you're, you're in a position, you want something so bad, but everything is fighting you. That's another those, sign that you got to listen to.
1: Those are signs. It's, right? it, you know, if you're surrounded by friction, that's your team, your guardians of the universe, your, your, your team, your supporting team that we're trying to get your attention. We're trying mm-hmm. to let you know. And that, that was in relationships. I mean, I know people that are in relationships right now and there's friction every single day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do you even function. And why do you, I love him. (laughs) How much do you love yourself? Right. Like I, I don't like friction. I, I tend to be very flowy. So we went away for the weekend this weekend and I saw my mom who's 94 years old. And you know, when you drive on a road trip, it was just easy. Like we were running late, brought a friend with us, my wife and, and you know, we're, they were running late and I'm like, you know what? It's perfect. It's just perfect. We're gonna get there when we get there. So we were. I wanted to get to bed at nine o'clock, and they got done with all their girl stuff at nine o'clock, and then they were trying on clothes, and then we had to go to Walmart, and then she forgot something, so we had to drive (laughs) back. And it's eleven thirty and twelve thirty, and still there's all this activity, and I wanted to leave at four because I wanted to get there early because we're going to Los Angeles, and I'm like, "Mm." and I just it was perfect because i just let it let it go like yeah. not there was no drama about it there was no people get so oh, agitated and, yeah. and fired up and they want to control the world around them and we didn't so went to walmart got my little beef steaks i was happy got some some you know some nice nice beverages to drink while we're driving and and we went and, you know, people are crazy on the road and I just put myself in my bliss bubble. I have lots of great music. I have, I have my very dear friend, my wife in the car. We're laughing and having a great time. People are driving crazy on the road, just yep. crazy on the road. And it's just like just moving through, just, you know, just doing my thing because life is so short mm-hmm. and that any moment it can change.
0: You miss like, the magic if you don't stop and let it flow.
1: Absolutely. You can miss the magic. You know, you don't get to stop at the ball of, great ball of twine if you're on a time crunch, <laughs> you know? But when I talk about that your life can change any moment, you know, as you know, you listen to my daughter's podcast. Yep. Our life changed forever. 2013, <sighs>
0: yeah.
1: uh, 14 years old, and just like that. So you really want to live every day like you want to be alive and you wanted to pay attention to what the universe is saying. And you've been working your butt off. You're working mm-hmm. full time. You're starting a podcast. Yeah. You've got your coaching, you know, a lot of stuff. And you just had, um, you know, a real upset. And then now you're, you're the, the car accident, that was yep. the most recent, but you had your instance where your life changed. Yep. So let's talk about that.
0: Yeah. So I built a house last year and I moved from a rental into my house and that was in January. So January 2nd, as if the holidays aren't stressful enough, right? I, I decided to throw a move in there. And since January, I had gotten promoted at the same time. So very excited about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Traveling all over. I'm on a plane every single week. I get to go to some really cool events with some really cool people. And so little by little, you know, one thing would happen. I, I, uh, originally, I remember it started, um, I got very nauseous, just, just randomly, you know, and I was like, huh? And, and I don't drink very much. I was like, I don't know, you know, I'm, am I, I might be dehydrated. So I grab right. some water, you know, and, and that goes away a couple weeks later. I have my, my vision's a little blurry. Can't, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm tired. My eyes are tired. I'm again, dehydrated little by little, all these signs were starting to kind of filter in and even what's even funnier is my, uh, a friend of mine, her name is Nadine Cherry. She's, I, I should have, I should introduce you to, you would love her. She, she uh, does meditation practices all over for big companies. It's really it. super cool. Yeah. She's awesome. Just her energy will just light you on fire. And um, we met up for coffee. We, we literally both had like 40 minutes total, you know, and we're like, we're going to make this happen. We're going to meet downtown Chicago. We're going to do this. So we meet and she just, you know, she always of starts off her, her energy is so calming that even just talking to her, I wanted to cry. And I was like, where are these emotions coming from? And I don't know if you're like this now that you've had some of your experiences where you just let them come out. Like it just, you just got to let them, you just let them flow. You know, like you you don't know why they're coming to the surface. Sometimes they just come out out of nowhere. And so she was like, okay, she could see what was happening. And she's known me long enough now. I mean, probably 20 years. uh, And she's like, I just need you to close your eyes. And I, so I like, Gratefully close my eyes because I'm like, something's gonna happen here. And she's just talking me through something, and we're in a coffee shop. I mean, it is loud, there's clanking, there's you know all of these things. And she just put her hand on my hand and she goes, "What are you feeling right now?" And I just said, "I'm tired. And she's like, "Ugh, okay, I need you to listen to that. And so literally that next weekend, things kind of changed in my schedule where I, I had a weekend off and I was like, this is amazing. I need to schedule time off. And, you know, I was getting on a plane a couple of weeks later, I was going to a big leadership meeting. We all went out again. I thought I was dehydrated and I'm, I'm sitting in a management meeting and we're being presented to you. I'm not even up there presenting. Right. And I just felt my body like swaying. And I was like, well, that's weird. You know, and, and as, as you're processing what's happened to you and you might've had the same experience when you were. And I go going through yours, you're like, okay, that's not normal. And I look at my watch because it just alerted me that my heart rate is in the danger zone. And that said 120, 115 to 124, I think it was. And my heart rate was at 158. And I'm sitting down and I was like, what is happening? That's not good that's not good. Right. I'm, I'm a healthy 45 year old. I should not have 158 resting. Right. 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 So I grab my water and I grab my phone and I have two phones. I'm one of those nerds that like keeps church and state separate between my personal life and my, you know, work life. So <laughs> I have the two phones, but I grab my personal phone, which I could tell nobody in the meeting that I was on the floor in the bathroom and I couldn't stand up. I literally every time, cause I, I went to the counter and I just, was like, maybe I need to just splash water on my face. And as I was about to do that, like my whole, my whole vision just went black. Like I was going to faint. And I was like, okay, there's nothing but concrete all around me. I'm in luckily a brand new building. So the bathroom was really nice, but I just was like, what is happening? You know, and I'm, I'm like, okay, what would, you know, what would my brother do? Cause my brother is practically a shaman. He's, you know, he's very meditative and his energy work. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to breathe. And I'm meditating, you know, and, and finally somebody walked into the room and they were like, oh man, they knew me. And they were like, oh my gosh, what is happening to you? And I'm like, I don't know. And luckily she was a former nurse and she's like, we got to get you off the floor. You know, they bring me into the cafeteria. The EMTs come. They basically said, cause they were like, oh, well, we'll try this. This is probably going to bring you down. We'll do this. This will probably, and nothing's working and everything, all the signs are, you know, worse than what they thought. So got in an ambulance, rode to Northwestern. And for 10 hours, I had nothing but a crazy racing heart. My blood pressure was through the roof. Um, and then they, based on like the the meds that I'm on, um, they were concerned that because I had flown the night before, it might be a blood clot. And so, because I was feeling it right in the middle of my chest, not my heart. Oh, and I was like, I don't know good. why I'm going, you know, like, that's not good. That's not good. So yeah. I said, well, you know, can you, what are, what are we doing here? And they said, well, we're going to rule out all the scary stuff. And I was like, right. okay, <laughs> thank you. You mm-hmm. know, but, but literally that's, it, it was kind of, kind of ended a little bit like your situation did where it was like, okay, well we ruled out all the scary stuff. We don't know what happened, but um, go home, get some rest. And if it happens again, come back to the emergency room. And I was like,
1: yeah. what,
0: that's it. And they're like, well, yeah, do the things that you're supposed to do. Get more exercise, eat better, drink more water, And I
1: was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay, so the one question I immediately came to mind, you're in this meeting, you're in the corporate environment. So it's all about, you have to present this united front and everything has to be perfect. So you were possibly dying (laughs) and you excused yourself politely.
0: And ran out of the room, the (laughs)
1: And ran out of the room (laughs) without telling anybody. And so if something was seriously wrong, um, we wouldn't be on this podcast right now.
0: Correct. And so
1: did you look at that? Have you have you evaluated that of like, wow, I was so into looking good and not causing any upset around anything, even though I may be dying.
0: Yeah. Um No, my first thought was apologize to those in the room when you get back for disrupting the conversation and the flow. Not like, are you okay? Yeah. It was. It was surreal. And I think until you get into that position where you're like, what is happening? You really start to process like, okay, something's not right. I don't know what's wrong. I'm not a doctor, but this doesn't feel good in my body. I've had panic attacks and I've I've had anxiety in the past. I don't have it so much now, but it certainly didn't feel like that. And and even when I did have panic attacks, my heart rate wasn't at 158, you know? So I think in taking a step back I was like, okay, you know, looking at the signs over the last, you know, 10 months, talking to Nadine, and she, you know, she said, You said it. You're tired. Rest, you know? And I was like, I can't do that. I have this imaginary timeline that I'm putting together that I want everything to happen.
1: The universe. So, you know, you (laughs) dodged a a bullet, which is amazing, but I want to go back to that. I mean, you you just glossed over that. (laughs) I want you to really look at that, how incredible. Um, corporate is or are are looking good in that you possibly thought you might be dying or you had a very serious medical situation and you politely excused yourself to not interrupt the meeting and went to the bathroom and possibly...
0: I could have died Didn't in a have,
1: bathroom, Rob. <laughs> I even, imagine. I know. I don't think I'd want to die in a bathroom, but it was a nice bathroom because it was corporate, it was. so you know, it was high end. Really, I saw the beautiful. I can just see the fixtures. Oh right yeah, now. it was beautiful. But, but did you have you thought of that? Like, is that like that's pretty deep? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 is it? So is it? Is it the fact of that you thought by disrupting it would affect your? your job and the way that the company saw you or was it you looking good and not being vulnerable What what do you think it was
0: I didn't I felt like maybe I was being dramatic because I I really wasn't processing what was happening because when you're in the moment you're like well that's crazy your heart rate's crazy you know like you're you're not really thinking like oh my gosh I could die I was more thinking like like how do I get more water what what could happen who should I call like how how does this work you know like I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to calm down a bit and then I can make decisions. Um, I will say to the credit of my, my team and my leadership, I mean, once the word got out that something was going on, my highest leaders came out and were made like, they were helping make decisions. They had my dad on the phone within minutes and luckily my parents live in, um, Chicago. So my dad and his wife came down and, you know, we were able to, to, they kept me company at Northwestern. I mean, it's a huge emergency room, but I think overall, like they looked at me as a person. I mean, they, they were checking in on me, like calling my dad, calling. I mean, it was, I wasn't worried about how I looked as much as I was worried about, like, am I being dramatic or am I, you know, right, like, what right. is, what is happening and is this okay? Or am I just hungover or am I, you know, like, what does that look like? But what's weird is that I, I didn't go to, um, you know, is this going to affect my job? My, one of my first thoughts really, because I have two dogs at home. Um, they're all over my insta. They're I have Emmy, Lou, and Carter, they're Cavalier King Charles, and they're just adorable, if I do say so myself. But I kept thinking, like, if mommy doesn't come home, what are they Bye. gonna think? And I just like that's why I was crying, you know, like that's why I was worried and nervous, more about them and like not as much about me and what's going on in my body, which is weird. Right, Right, that your brain—you went to like what you know. I'd be leaving all this stuff to my daughter. What would my daughter think? Would this be the end for her? Like, we don't think about ourselves in that moment. You think about all the other things, right? And you weren't—you weren't thinking about stuff really inherently. I wasn't thinking about my stuff. I was thinking about the other lives that it would impact.
1: That's the one thing I think is significant, especially when you do the move and the organizing. Is that I've had a few near-death experiences. And I will tell you, and other people that have been guests on this show and other people that I know, everybody that I know, I love your dog. Is that your dog? It's so cute. I love it. I'm (laughs) leaving that in. I normally take that out. I love it. It's so great.
0: They're both boring. That's
1: funny. (laughs) You're not that boring. Okay. So (laughs) no one, no one, no one, no one ever said man, I'm on my deathbed. I'm dying. I could die any moment. I, I sure wish I would have got a better car, better mm-hmm. house. I sure wish I would have had a bigger TV. All we ever cared about, and this is a universal conversation, is I wish I would have spent more time with. Yeah. I wish I would have had more conversations with. Mm-hmm. It's all about that human connection.
0: Absolutely. That's
1: all it's about. And um. Yeah, and I invite anybody that's listening right now to learn from people that have had near-death experiences to really get your life in balance and in check. Nothing is more important than the people in your life. And that's what's really important is to only allow people in your life that are not causing you friction, but they're worthy of being in your life.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think looking at it from your current ecosystem and like your community and those people that are going to lift you up are the same people that you're going to want to lift up when they're in that same position, you know, having been there, you know, I, I certainly know how scary it is. Um, you know, we talked to my, my boyfriend got in a car accident a couple weeks ago, coming home from my house, no less. I, you know, just mortified that, you know, he's still shaken up about it, you know, like his car spun out, he hydroplaned. It wasn't even like somebody else hit him, you know? So I think like, that that moment inherently like we have connections to our souls. And and if you right. surround yourself with the right people, and that's what I looked at sometimes with my moves, like, how am I gonna make friends? Because it's it's hard to make friends as an adult, you know.
1: You are in to say, Hey, Marriott, like, do you wanna be my friend?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I know, right? <laughs> hey, exactly. It is, it is, it's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, no, well, it's
0: it's a, it's a thing like, you know, that, that soul crushing loneliness that you feel if you're new somewhere, like that, that's a big thing. So like those people, it doesn't feel like they're your world until that's all your world. And that's all you can think about, you know? Right.
1: And speaking of your boyfriend, how's he doing? He's
0: good. He is good. He's yeah. Good. Yeah.
1: Now, did he have, what you know, his life changed in a split second. Was that um, uh, a big, you know, 2 by 4 over the forehead from the universe it was did he reevaluate has he reevaluated his life and and seen what he's doing now
0: I think he has we haven't gotten that deep on on his feelings i think he's still reliving the moment a little bit because he, right. he hydroplane and hit the front of his car and then it spun on 180 and he hit the back of his car too so he said that in that moment when he was spinning it was just dead silence until he heard the big crash um, and I could relate to that because I, that's kind of how I felt in the bathroom on the floor, like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Like that deafening silence when you're like, okay, this could be it. How am I going to spend my last moments?
1: Yeah one of, one of the things that I always talk about, whether it's on stage or podcast, whatever, is that you need to live every single day like you want to be alive. Like it's so important to the actions and the decisions that you make are so important and at any moment your life can change so it's like don't wait for things to happen make things happen yeah and you know it it happens all the time i I will tell you you know i nothing happened however we're in san diego and this really shook me um man you know i i I have a 23 year old daughter who's really doing really good. She's gone through so much and I'm, I'm really have a new level and a closeness with her in our relationship. Um, I have an incredible wife. I have a a incredible six pound Chihuahua named Stella that I love so, so much. I have the most incredible um, circle of, of, of a tribe of the dearest friends that would be like, you know, they'll they the writer dies. Yep. And and it's more than five. And my grandma always said, if you have more than, you know, three friends when you're an adult, you're doing great. And I have more than that. I feel mm-hmm. so blessed. I'm I'm with Padopolo, you know, I'm a podcaster and I'm making a difference in the world. And I want to live a long time. I work really hard to do that. I fought to do that. So we're driving down. And other people don't understand that. And they don't live their life and thinking of other people's consequences. Mm-hmm. So we're driving. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon um, on a Saturday. And man, I'm still shaken by this. Um, we're driving in the freeway in Mission Valley in San Diego. Semi-traffic, not a lot. Um, there was an exit ramp that we were coming up on. There was a little bit of a, of a jam. And there was a, a silver... I'll never forget what this thing looked like. It was a silver and black Mercedes-Benz uh, G-Wagon. And it was coming up really fast behind me. There was no one in the way of it. And it was flying up. I mean, it had to been going at least 100 miles an hour. I was probably going 50 miles an hour because the traffic was a little bit slow because it was in the valley and there was shopping and stuff like that. And by the hotels. And I could see them coming up so, so fast. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm in this lane I'm my turn signals on. I'm gonna move over, and he's he or she is coming up incredibly fast, and it got closer and closer and closer, and I'm like, they're not they're not stopping. Like there's no he was back before, and I said there's no way he could stop. So there's a car next to me, and I'm like, oh my god, and I looked over, and the car was next to me, and I was about ready to say, I love you all, because I thought we were gonna die, and at that moment I looked over, and there was no car there. We moved over into the other lane, and that G wagon went never moved out never of a lane down. and just never slowed down. Probably passed us a hundred something miles an hour, and every, you know my friend Shelly was in the car, and 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 my wife Tanya, and they saw that thing go by. It was it was almost like it was right in our car, and it actually moved the car because of how close wow. it was. You could feel. It. I'm surprised he didn't take the mirror off, Holy and cow. he just kept going. And I'm like. I've never even heard of that before. Just
0: careless disregard it, for life.
1: I don't think, I don't know how we would have survived if something hit us going that fast. I just don't know. Right. I mean, I, I just don't know. But what was amazing about that was that I felt, you know, I was shook by it. But people say, you know, you think I was talking, what, anything, anything bad happened on your trip? And I go, well, I go, actually, no, that wasn't bad. I go, we had a miracle happen. We were blessed. We had this protective bubble because I looked over and I saw a car next to me and I'm like, I can't move. I took wow. a deep breath in a split second and I was, it was, it wasn't even prepared for impact. It was right by us. Right. And the cars went like, that and it was like and there was an opening just like all this opening and it's funny because that happened when me and my wife were in a car god in in may um we had a blowout of our tire and in the rear tire on the freeway and there was all this traffic and stuff and the tire blew out i lost control of the car we're going and i was driving 70 miles an hour um maybe a little faster and um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe a little faster I mean, and the tire blew out and we lost control of the car. And there was all these cars and I didn't have And I'm, I, it's like the seas parted and we ended up in a real safe spot. And then right after we were there, this giant car carrier comes flying wow. up behind us in the lane. And I'm like, <sighs> so you, you see those things and it, it makes you like really ponder your life yeah. and be so grateful because I've had so many near misses and, you know, even though you had nothing, you know what, you don't know what happened to you and your medical. Um, it's still something that shook you. Oh yeah. I mean, it's still, I
0: still haven't had a single drop of alcohol. I have changed my diet, my routine. I'm exercising in the morning. I mean, it was enough, right? It was enough.
1: And it, It's it's interesting because now with podcasting, I think it's such a beautiful thing that other people can hear these stories. Oh yeah, and they can learn from them Mm -hmm. because a lot of people go through life like, I got fifty more years to go.
0: Right. Well, sometimes they have an experience like that and they go the opposite way. You know, I have a girlfriend that, um, she's a recovering alcoholic. She has since gotten sober, I think almost three years now. She's an amazing, strong human being. Um, but she had a heart attack. She actually had a real life heart attack. And I, I texted her when all this was going down and I was like, what did it feel like? Tell me what to look for. Like, this is, this is where I'm at. Um, but she went the opposite way. She actually, uh, was like, well, I survived one. Let's, let's, you know, Go balls of the walls now. Like, I mean, literally, like she went complete opposite instead of like get, her her encouragement to me was okay, like listen to them and and make some changes, right? Don't do what right. I did. Um, right. and luckily she's still here to tell the story. Uh, but I mean, you just never know when you're when your ticket's up. So you
1: never know. And and I appreciate the borrowed time that I have. And I think you now feel that you have borrowed time. And I'm sure yeah. your boyfriend feels that way. And I think it's important in that when you have those moments that you really appreciate them and know that you can make a difference yeah and and really contribute there's a, i look at it this way the different types ways that i've almost died and the circumstances um i'm like i don't know what it is but there's a reason i'm here yep so i'm just going to figure out how that is and so i've done that and you know Being a catalyst for change for people and being motivational and inspirational and and transformational, that's I guess that's what I should be doing Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm so humbled and blessed and just really moved that I'm still here based on the experiences that I've had.
0: But you also said something very key. You said you have to want to live. Like that, a lot of people give up. And, you know, I, I've had several cousins that have committed suicide. There's that, you know, getting to live versus needing to live. Right. You know, so wanting to live every day and making those choices. So you can experience all the magic like that. This journey isn't a destination. Like this is a journey and the magic happens along the way. And if you don't stop and really appreciate that at some point, you know, it's, it is going to look dim. Like I, you know, we could listen to all the negative between the news and the, you know, like what we're hearing and all the pandemic right. stuff. I mean, you really, if you really want to, to have a negative mindset, all that stuff is going to bring you down. But if you want to live and you want to see the silver lining and you want to see the good in people, you'll see it. You just have to want to.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You have to live every day. Like you want to be alive. And you know, I, I, I try so hard to not look at any of the news because I just want to stay in my bliss bubble because if I can't change what's happening, I really don't want to get stressed out about it. I just want to live my best life and be as present and um, enjoy and have other people enjoy my presence and to just make difference. That's really want to do. I mean, open to
0: receiving that, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and love, love life. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that you're okay. Thank you. And I'm so glad that, that we crossed paths. It's, it's wonderful with technology and how the universe works and it's just beautiful. I really am thrilled that uh, you took the time out to be on the show today. Um, Mariette, it just really, um, I, I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, thank you. I mean, I've enjoyed getting to know you. I know this isn't going to be the last conversation we have because I, I consider you a friend now. So thank I'm you for a having me. Look yes, at that.
1: Oh, yes. I'm touch. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, if you want to reach Marriott, you can reach her at Marriott's On The Move. And- .com. So, Marriott's on the move.com, not the um, but it's Marriott's on the move.com. And uh, you can find out about moving and finances and life coaching and all kinds of cool stuff. And her podcast will be out very, very soon. And um, you can look for it. I probably will add the link um, in the show notes. I'll go back and do that for you since we're yeah, friends. I think
0: the trailer's you up on Podopolo right now. So,
1: I know. How it'll cool be is uh, is
0: launching January 1st.
1: I love it. Well, I want to thank you, Mariette, for being on the show. And thank you so much for your support and taking the time out of your busy and precious day to listen. I so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me along, my very special guests, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Axis. Until next time. This is Life Transformation Radio. Download complete.